Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and uh, this is the time that we want to bring awareness to uh, a horrible um, situation in some homes. A home should be a safe haven, but in some homes it is just not. And with education and awareness, we can help communities fight this battle um, of domestic violence Intimate partner violence is what it's known as, and um, we can help bring an end to that by educating and bringing awareness to our communities and making it better, standing up and speaking out about a problem rather than turning away and rather than turning a turning away and pretending that it's not there. So, and joining me tonight on the program is Holly Garza, and she is the outreach coordinator (laughs) the outreach coordinator for the haven family shelter here in mccullough county and so we're very happy to have her with us tonight we're going to be talking more in detail about domestic violence statistics and um, some different ways that you can help and some events that the haven family shelter is going to be having uh, in november and this month in October, in observance of the Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, Holly, yes. I'm so happy that you're a part of the program tonight. And, you know, this is a subject that people don't really want to talk about because it's right. kind of an uncomfortable subject. Yes. It's um, because anything that happens in the home behind closed doors most of the time, I mean, it's private, right. and people don't really want to bring their private life out. And most generally, in a situation with um, intimate partner violence or domestic violence, as we call it as well, there's um, there's a, 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 a mentality to want to hide it right. because you feel like you are responsible. Right, or and you're ashamed. You're ashamed yeah. and yeah. or scared, yes. you know, just scared that you don't want to, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to let anyone know. And so um, it's been a difficult time this year in 2020. Of course, uh, there's always been um, a high number of homes that have been affected by this a lot higher than there should be and in 2020 we experienced more mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence cases due to the COVID-19 shelter in place and you know the lockdowns that we had so many of people were losing jobs and right. uh, all of those are uh, hindrances that, yeah, and yeah. stressors that mm-hmm. come against it and cause people to uh, as I like to say twist off yes and um but you know sometimes it's just a pattern with people right and they do it and but but you know they want to isolate and so with COVID-19 we have isolated and that's been the perfect environment the ripe environment for a perpetrator to because they do what he does they have them at home to themselves um you know, and a lot of, they're not going to work, you know, and the children are also staying home mm-hmm. and witnessing that stuff. And so we just have to remember that, you know, these situations are are not good, you know, for a lot of people because of that. And so, like you said, the stressors, you know, people are losing their jobs and losing their houses and they can't mm-hmm. pay bills and stuff like that. So, 
it's important to keep that in mind because it's not as easy for a lot of people as it may have been for some. Right. And, you know, being stuck at home with someone when you're used to having an outlet exactly. can cause a lot of stress right exactly. there because a lot of people are used to going to work. They're used to the kids going to school. Right. They're used to having some type of separation. And it's just it's it's natural, I think, in our human nature to get on people's nerves when right. you're there too much, you yes, know, the yes. kids and, and the parents and, you know, other people that are involved in the home. And it just causes a lot more stress right. when you're unable to leave. Yes, and, and you um, can't de-escalate the situation by being able to leave and go to work or right. get your kids out of there while they're at school or something like that. So, yeah, it, it's... It's pro it's been bad. <laughs> and some people have had to work from home. Right. And so that's an added stress right there, trying right. to find a place and find a way and with the kids be able home, to function. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so um well, so how how has the shelter been able to operate under the COVID nineteen restrictions? Because I know that it has affected places like um, the Haven Family Shelter yeah. because people are living in close quarters. Right. And um, so how has that affected y'all this year well, as far as dealing with clients and providing the services you provide? Well, um, I know, well, for the staff, we have been working a lot from home. And so um, as far as our clients go, um, we have put guidelines and rules in place that, um, we ask them not to leave for any reason unless it is, you know, work, uh, emergency medical treatment that they're needing, or if there's something like court-ordered visitation that they have to go to. Um, that's what we're just asking them to please stay at the shelter unless they need to leave for something like that. And um, we have, you know, stipulations in place where we do not let them come up front where the staff, the staff offices are, and we sanitize and we wear masks and we do all that when we go back into where they live and where they you know mm -hmm. like the living room that's where we're doing the intakes and that's where we're meeting them you know around the corner just trying to separate our space from their space and not mm -hmm. have too much cross mm -hmm. you know cross space or whatever you want to say so it, it, it's been easy of course we do have those people that you know just don't like that but you know, right. we, we have to do something. Right. So you've been able to be open and you've been able yeah. to um, service mm -hmm. your clients. We've and been, um, as far as our counseling goes, we've been holding counseling over the phone. Very good. Um, so we've been able to continue those services. Um, we've been able to continue providing shelter, providing our outreach services. Um, even for me, you know, my job is community outreach. So mm -hmm. I've figured out different ways to keep that going so that we're still getting our word out there. So it, it's been, it's been different, but we, we've, we've done good. <laughs> we've that's, made it, made that, it work. That's good. Um, because you don't want to, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen is for services to be just shut off. Yes. And exactly. in some, in some areas they have been because mm -hmm. people haven't been able to facilitate. We are, um, blessed kind of in this area that we haven't had a huge number of cases. Right. And, uh, of course, you know, you're looking at places like New York and places like that that I'm sure um, I can only shelters imagine. would have it 
probably not be able to service their clients as well as we have here in McCullough right. County. And McCullough County, um, but you guys service more than just McCullough County. Yes, ma'am. We service McCullough, Mason, Menard, Concho, and Kimball. Okay. So we have our five surrounding counties that we, but I mean, you we take people from anywhere. Okay. It doesn't have to be just in those counties. It can be from New York or California. We mm-hmm. take everybody. Those are just the counties that we try to focus on. Mm-hmm. So if someone's in crisis, they can call your hotline and they can get information. And if they need to come to the shelter, they can come to the yes, shelter ma'am. 24 hours a day, yes, seven ma'am. days a week. Yeah. You're able to um, go ahead and try to meet their needs the best that you can, put them in a place. Yes, How ma'am. many people uh, does the Haven Family Shelter hold at one time? How many How many families can um, you facilitate? Oh, um, I know... Let me do two, four, <laughs> six. Um, we can hold probably about at one time anywhere from maybe about 14, 15 people. Okay. Um, of course, that depends on if it's a family, if it's just a single person, if mm-hmm. it's, you know, just a person and one kid. There's a lot of different factors that um, that we try to keep in mind because... You know, a family of three might take up two rooms because then they each have a bed. So right. it can vary. I mean, I, if you're saying just like individuals, people, probably be one, two, three, four, five, six, probably like, I want to say 12. Okay. Like individuals, if it was no families. I okay. mean, we've had probably that many people running around there at some point. So. Mm-hmm. I would say about 12 just individuals and families. I'm probably if it was more than 2 people we would only be able to hold maybe about 4. We could do 4 families. Okay. So that's still that's still a lot of people. Yes. We yes. can we can fit them in there. Yes. <laughs> All right. And so your facility is set up to be able to take uh, an individual or a family in is this mm-hmm. co-ed or is it just female? Yes, yes ma'am. We do um, men, women and children. So okay. Um, we, anybody that needs help. Okay. All right. And so by calling the uh, 1-800 number uh, or the Haven Family Shelter number, which is 325-597-7644, that's 597-7644. If you would like more information about the Haven Family Shelter or if you know someone that is in need or if you are in need, please don't hesitate to make that call. They can help you. They can lead you in a direction that can give you hope and and give you the help that you need. It may not be living in a shelter, but it may just be with counseling services. It may be with some other uh, resources in the community that would be able to help alleviate some of the stresses and the things that are going on in your life. But, you know, the main thing is just to step out, to be bold enough to make a call and to speak out and to say, I need help. And that's the hardest thing I think sometimes for people is to just say, I need help because Mm -hmm. you, you feel bad that you need help Mm -hmm. and you've been shamed. And and there's a lot of different things that go into a intimate partner violence relationship. And you might be not know, you might not know how to do the things that you need to do to get you know, help. So Mm -hmm. we also do that too. We can help you with Medicaid, Medicare, food stamps, housing, all of that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. all that big, scary paperwork that, you know, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people may not know where to go or how to do it. We can help you too. You don't, 
you can call us for anything. You don't you're have not to. Alone. Yes, you're not alone. You're you can call alone. us for anything. And if we've got a resource, then we'll do whatever we can to help. That's right. And I love that about the Haven because so many people stay in a situation because they don't see a way out. Right. And if they knew that they had a place they could go to that was safe for their family, if they knew that there was a way that they could get out on their own with a little bit of help subsidy, then if they knew how to apply for those things and how to receive those benefits, if they've not ever done that before, then that's a totally new thing. And you think, I can't leave. Where am I going to go? And what am I going to do? And and what am I going to do with these children? And what am I going to do about money? Because, you know, he's cut it all off and I don't have a penny. And that's very, very real in a situation like that because control is um one of the biggest things if they can control you and keep you kept Mm -hmm. then you can't leave right and that's uh, a huge thing that happens in these relationships so the fact that you're willing to help people come in and help them with the things that they need to become self-sufficient and get out of that lifestyle then um, that gives them hope into thinking that they can take the first step out right and it's not necessarily always living living in the shelter it's just getting the help that you need to maybe live out on your own and just remove yourself from the environment yeah because a lot of people will sit there and ask themselves, why doesn't that person just leave? Why don't they just leave? That, Like we've been talking about, there's a lot of other factors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it takes a woman up to seven tries to leave before she actually stays gone. So mm-hmm. we have to remember that it's not just that easy to pick up and walk out the door. There are a lot of things. And the woman or the man... They know when it's safe to leave, especially if there's children involved. You know, you have to think about them and, you know, they're the ones that know when it's safe to leave. So it's not always just as simple as get up and leave. Mm -hmm. So we need to I think we need to keep that in mind more often and just kind of be a little bit more compassionate (laughs) when it comes to that, because there's a lot more at play than just walking out the door. Like you got to be ready. Well, and I think that comes with education and awareness. When we bring awareness and education to our communities, we educate people on the things that they may be ignorant about because that is a very common thing that is said. Mm -hmm. Well, if she's being abused, why doesn't she leave? I don't believe that she's being abused because if she was, she would leave. And it's not that easy because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these women and men they're in relationships they have a shared life you know their marriages there's children there's homes there's pets there's finances there's you know all kinds there's extended family there's you know all kinds of things that that they have to and you know it's not sometimes there are good days yeah and when you know you stand on that and you think well He's not ever going to do it again, or she's not ever going to do it again, so it'll be okay. And then it happens again, Mm -hmm. which is statistically what's going to happen until they get help. Um, We're not saying that a person can't get help for that, but through counseling and help, anger management, a Mm -hmm. lot of different things that people can walk through, they can become healthy and whole and have a functional relationship when they realize what the triggers are that cause them to act out. And Mm -hmm. so um, with education, awareness, and counseling, we can help people on the other side as well, the ones that need the help to not continue in their 
violent way of living. Yes. And so they have a whole program for that called yeah. BIP. <laughs> yes, yes. The batterers, inter- uh, batterers intervention program something. I can't remember that last B, but they have a whole program for that. So yes, yes there's help for everybody. And that's and that's something that we want to stress that if you're in a situation like that, getting yourself out and getting the help that you need for you and your family is the first step mm-hmm. in order for you to be able to return and for there to be a functional environment the other person needs to be willing to get the help that they need and i i really um understand when you're saying that it's been proven that people will go back seven times mm-hmm. before they're done because they start feeling guilty. They get manipulated and pulled back in yep. to a situation. They're already in this codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. They can't function outside of it because what is unhealthy and abnormal has been what they're used to, and that's normal right. to them. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're feeling like a fish out of water when they're not in it. And it's scary. Like yes. It's scary. You yes. know, doing, getting on your feet and all these big decisions are on you and you've never had that before. So it's mm-hmm. scary. I'm, I mean... I've been there, so it's very overwhelming, and it can be scary. So that's mm-hmm. why we're here. Is mm-hmm. You don't have to do it alone, and we can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people are threatened. Yes. You know, and they their, go their back because they're threatened. threatened. Yes. Or their children. For yes. our mothers, you know, that's a big one is their kids. So one thing that we want to be really sensitive to is that if someone is in a situation or if someone comes to you and they say, I think I might be in a abusive relationship. I, I might be experiencing some level of domestic violence and they try to open up to you. The right. worst thing that you can do to someone is say, well, that's not violence, or why don't you just leave? Right. You know, help them find a resource like the Haven yes. that can help them and lead them and guide them. Because if you're not educated in this um, area, if you don't have the information to give, this person is very um, vulnerable right now. They've taken the first step to say something. Yes. And that is huge right. for most people. It's and a big step. <laughs> that's a huge step. And they're so easily swayed to go right back because as soon as they say it, it's like, oh, I shouldn't, I have, shouldn't said have said that. that. I or shouldn't they have get said told that. that. They're not believed. Yes. So don't ever say you don't believe them either. Yes, because and a lot of times that's reasons why they won't say anything mm-hmm. is because their partner is telling them no one will believe you. Right. And they've bought into that lie. And so there's a lot of reasons why people stay in the situation that they're in, but it doesn't make it right. Right. We need to educate ourselves. We need to bring awareness in our communities to things that we can do to make it better. We need to provide an environment that is safe, not only physically, but emotionally for people Mm -hmm. to be able to come and to share and to get the help that they need and to feel like they're not going to be judged, but they're going to receive the services and the help that they need to provide safety for themselves and for their children. And there is so much um, that goes into that. Yes. And so, um, so people do stay. People do go back. Yes. And there's reasons for that. So if someone comes to you and they try to open up, be very sensitive to that. Call with them. 
just pick up the phone and just say, let's call. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not in in an abusive relationship, but let's just find out. Mm -hmm. Because I have found that a lot of people that say, oh, that's not abuse, are probably ones that were abused Mm -hmm. or are abusers because they're blind to it. Right. And a lot of people don't. There's a lot of things that happen in your relationship and you don't realize it until you're already out of it and you're gone. I mean, I know that for me personally, there's a lot of stuff I think back on and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, that was what that was or that Mm -hmm. was abuse or that was sexual violence or this Mm -hmm. or that or, you know, just uh, friends and family that I've known that I've sat there and watched it and not known, Mm -hmm. you know, so I didn't Mm -hmm. know a lot of stuff until I started working at the Mm -hmm. Haven. So there's a, sometimes you just don't know. That's right. And so you can call us, just call us. That's right. And if you recognize something like that in your family, it's okay for you to make a call and find out what can I do in this situation? Because it's a very fine line. And when you cross over, Mm -hmm. you can alienate someone that's in an abusive relationship rather than helping them. You've now pushed them further away. Mm -hmm. So getting some counsel on that, getting some help and some wisdom and insight on how to help someone through that situation is just huge. Yes. Because everything is anonymous. Yes. Okay. 100%. Yes. And so, and in a small community, people are concerned about that because, you know, you don't want your dirty laundry aired everywhere. And I know that your staff is um, the integrity and the, um, the confidentiality that is there with your staff, your director, yes. and the other ladies that are on staff is um, just a very big plus. And so we just want to encourage you, if you are in a situation or if you might think you're in a situation, please call and they will be able to just lead you and guide you into a place where you can find some type of yes. safety or sanity. Right. And that if, That's if, a lot of it, too. If we don't have it, we can point you in the direction that does. So we yeah. have tons of resources from outside communities and cities as well. So. Yes. Um, you know, when you're in a situation like that, your self-esteem is just totally destroyed. And mm-hmm. that's another reason why people stay is because they don't feel like they can do it alone. Right. And they have been told that you're nothing. You're, you're worth nothing. Yeah. You can, No one will ever want you. You will never be able to make it on your own. If you leave, uh, no one will have you. If you, if you leave, you will um, be right back because you can't live without no me. No one's going to love you like yes. I do. Yes. yes. And, and they get kind of brainwashed mm-hmm. into this way of thinking. And until they separate from Mm -hmm. that, like you were saying, it's not until you get out of a situation sometimes that you see the situation for what it is. Right. And so we are not an advocate here to say run out and divorce your spouse or separate from your spouse if you are or your partner because you think you're experiencing something. But there is nothing wrong with a person removing themselves from a situation that they feel threatened by Mm -hmm. physically or emotionally, putting yourself in a safe place and then getting the help that you need. It doesn't mean you need to file for divorce. It just means that you need to separate yourself Mm -hmm. until you can get the help you need and the other person can get the help that they need. And then you take the relationship 
one step at a time. Right. And a lot of things um, that people need to understand is that there's the perpetrator that needs help, Mm -hmm. but then there's the person that has allowed it Mm -hmm. that needs the help and the counseling because if they don't receive that, they're going to make the same mistake again, whether they make it with that person or Or another person person. because something unhealthy in them has attracted that type of personality. And so in order for you to not go from one abusive relationship to another, Mm -hmm. the best thing for you to do is if you decide you're going to get out and we encourage you to do it, get the help that you need, get the counseling that you need to stand um, and be healthy where you can make better choices Mm -hmm. in the partners that you choose. And this is the thing. You choose. Mm -hmm. They don't choose you. Right. And in these relationships, they're chosen. Mm -hmm. The women are the men that are the kind of, I don't like to say weaker vessel, but they are. They Mm -hmm. they are kind of the ones that are more vulnerable. And a perpetrator can spot them. Mm -hmm. And they start acting out on that. And they choose that person because they know they can control them and manipulate them and do what they Mm -hmm. want to do to them. Love and so, is a powerful it is. <laughs> emotion. It is. Very powerful. And sometimes you, when you get out, you can look back and you you can see that those red flags were there from day one. Like you, you look back and you think, oh my goodness, like that was there. Why did I not see that? And it's that, that love and that, you know, they, that manipulative and controlling and all those things tying together. And you look back and you're just like, oh my goodness, like. I should have done. I shouldn't have never done that. But you don't know because you don't know what to look for, or mm-hmm. you may feel like that's how it's supposed to be. And you know, well, he or she does that because they love me so much. You know, they mm-hmm. wouldn't act like that if they didn't love me that much. You no, know, yeah. you know, love yeah. does not. It does not hurt. It's love not is, obsessive. Yes, it's it is not, not controlling. Controlling. Yes. yes. No. So yes. It, it's, it's protective, yes. but it is not any of those other things that are very negative love is and destructive. Respect. And so yes. anything that disrespects you or you, or your mind or feelings is not, you know, yes. it's not love. So. Yes. Well, let's talk about some of those red flags for a potential domestic violence um, abuser. Some of the things that you can look at now, don't, Start taking all this and say, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm in this relationship because um, you kind of perceive a person being this way. You're going to you're going to know when you hear these things that you're with someone like this. Right. And um, the hard thing is deciding that kind of coming out of your own denial. I think people are in denial. And, you know, I like to say denial is don't even know I'm lying. Mm-hmm. To myself, <laughs> yes. because you don't. No, you don't. But some red flags of potential domestic violence abusers is your partner comes on as a real charmer and loves you instantly. The relationship just happens so fast. It's fast and furious. It's mm-hmm. like within two months or within two weeks, you're living with someone. Right. You're, you know, getting married or you're just, you know, having children, whatever it is. They're moving very, very fast because they don't want to be found out. Right. They can only control themselves for a certain length of time. Right. And they've got to get you wrapped in, I like to say, in their web, mm-hmm. caught in their web before you figure out what's going on. Right. And per- people that can be, you know, pretty healthy individuals can get sucked into yes. this, too. It yes. doesn't mean that you're just a sick individual because you get 
sucked into something like this. It just means that you were at vulnerable at a time mm-hmm. where you were susceptible to mm-hmm. something like this coming into your life. And exactly. it could be anything that happens in our lives. We all have vulnerable times mm-hmm. and we want to be loved. Right. And we want to feel needed. Yeah. Humans love That's what human we need. connection. That's right. Yes. And we need it. And so sometimes that comes with someone that's not a good fit. Right. Um, your partner has problems with authority figures. Mm. If they don't want to respect authority, if they think they are the final authority and they shove their uh, authority around and they're mm. very um, authoritarian, yes. then, you know, you need to be or gets angry if very angry tries to correct, you know, correct them or go against them. Mm-hmm. Very defensive. Yes. Um, if your partner embarrasses you in the presence of others, mm-hmm. you know, someone that likes to mock and embarrass and kind of belittle, mm-hmm. because this is all part of beating the person down. Right. Mm-hmm. And when they can get you beaten down, then they can take co- total control. Right. And so a partner embarrasses you or in the presence of others. Your partner is uh, nasty on the road, feels other drivers are competing with him or her. These are just anger issues. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're beating your wife or your husband. But what it means is that this is a red flag. Yeah. If, if you are having some anger issues, it doesn't get better until you help it. It only gets worse. Right. And the time is going to come when you're going to do something that you wish you hadn't done because it accelerates. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get better. So these are all things that could be the start Mm -hmm. of someone that has a problem. Right. Your partner wants your undivided attention at all times. Mm -hmm. Undivided attention at all times. Very jealous of the children. Very jealous of extended family. Mm -hmm. Chooses to isolate you. Take you away from these places where... They can be number one where it's all about them and they don't want you to have a relationship with anyone else. They will even isolate you and keep you at home rather than letting you go to work. Yeah. You won't have friends. If, if this is you, if you're being pulled into a place where you're being put on an island by yourself mm-hmm. and you're losing extended family and friends and uh, maybe you're not able to go to work anymore because every time you go to work, they're calling you 50 million times and they're, mm-hmm. you know, acting very jealous and they're very um, controlling and you know you were five minutes late coming home where were you mm-hmm. you know all of these things sometimes there's justified reasons to ask those questions right but a person that lives in that world and makes the other person feel like they're walking on eggshells let mm-hmm. me just say that right. is very unhealthy right um, your partner once uh, we'll get that. You feel controlled because your partner must always be in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, your partner has a dual personality. Sometimes they're an adult, and other times they act childish. Mm. Yeah, um, a good one. <laughs> your partner is very competitive and must always win. Your partner's promises and apologies are meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times this is what we get into that going back seven times. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's the classic, I'll never do it to you again. Right. Oh, I'm sorry I hit you. I'm sorry that I pushed you. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I shoved you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll never do it again. And that's what turns, um, they say, you know, um, I, um, I hit you because you did this. Yeah, it's and your so fault that the, I did yeah, this. So if you don't do this again... Then we'll be good. I won't, you know, we. Yeah. I won't hit you again. So mm-hmm. then you, uh, you know, until the next time they blow up. Yes. Controlled thinking again. 
Yes, and you won't be able to do anything right, right. regardless of what yeah, you do. Exactly. Because there's always going to be something you're going to do that's wrong. Yes. Because you're wrong uh-huh. <laughs> and you're worthless. Yes. Basically is uh-huh. the way they make you feel. It's ne- you're never going to it's never going to, you know, satisfy them and you're always going to do something. Mm-hmm. So. And let me say something about that. If that's you, you're not the problem. Mm-hmm. You are part of a problem, but you are not the problem. If someone is telling you that you can never do anything right to please them, the problem is with their unhealthy expectations. Mm -hmm. It is not with what you can do and what you don't do. Right. And you need to understand that if anybody Mm -hmm. in this program is listening tonight and you are sitting there, you will never be able to satisfy someone 100 percent. We all fail. We all make mistakes. We all do things we wish we hadn't done, and we all do things, and we learn to do things better or differently. But when someone has unhealthy expectations, they um, it's their problem, mm-hmm. not there's yours. Something wrong there's with something them, wrong with them. Not you. <laughs> That's right. And you are part of the problem. I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with you because unhealthy people are with unhealthy people. Right. There's something that's feeding on each other. So you're not the problem, but you are part of the problem that you need to fix your part yeah. so that you don't make the same choice again, right, like right. we said before. Awareness. Awareness. Yeah, awareness. Yes. And change some things. And a lot mm-hmm. of times in an unhealthy relationship, when someone stand, learns to stand up, mm-hmm. then this is when conflict really begins. Yes. And the abuse will excel. Mm-hmm. It might be just verbal abuse. It might be um, just uh, very minimal physical abuse, maybe just a lot of verbal abuse. But as soon as this person starts to stand up and say, I will not allow you to talk to me that way, I won't allow you to treat me this way, then things sometimes will accelerate right. and it will go into a, the next phase, which could become physical. And then from physical, sometimes women find themselves or men find themselves killed. Yes. Because um, that's yeah. where it doesn't get better unless they get help. Right. And that's what you need to understand. Things will never be better until you get professional help. Right. You can't fix the problem, Mm -mm. but you can get the help that can fix the problem. Right. Um, Okay. So your partner displays jealousy towards your friends and your family members. And I talked about that already. Mm -hmm. Your partner can't tolerate criticism, is always defending him or herself and trying to justify an acceptable, (laughs) (laughs) trying to justify unacceptable behavior. Your partner has extreme highs and lows, yes. both unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, people have something going on that's chemically mm-hmm. wrong. Some people are in depression. Mm-hmm. Some people have other mental, <laughs> yes, other mental disorders. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. What that means is that just like a person that has high blood pressure or a person that has Uh, diabetes, Mm -hmm. any of those things you would go to the doctor and you would take medication for. But for some reason, we have a stigma against someone that needs to take medication for Mm -hmm. uh, something that's in their brain. And you're, you know, you're a mental problem if you've got a, if you've got an issue like that. But significant research has been done on people that have gone and gotten diagnosed and have treated a mental disorder 
and have gotten on medication and has completely changed them. Yes, it did. Completely helps. changed them. Now, counseling has to come along with that, and you've got to unlearn bad behavior. Right, and you got to change that way of thinking. Yes, but as far as the chemical things going on in the brain and the physiology, physiology of the body, things become better mm-hmm. with medication. So don't be anti doctor if if you if you feel like you're living with someone or maybe you're the person that is just uh spinning out of control Mm -hmm. there's help for you you can reach out and get the help that you need and you guys can lead and guide people into that too because you have you we can point you in the right direction yes um your partner has extreme highs and lows both unpredictable we said that your partner is rough at times Love pats become more and more painful. Suddenly you realize he or she is a serious abuser and you are a victim. It takes a lot to come to that realization realization (laughs) that you are a victim. Yeah. And it's a big step. It's a, you know, it's a big step because we don't want to think... We don't want to, we want to take it lightly. Oh, no, he just does that because, you know, he cares or, mm-hmm. you know, we tend to not. I mean, and there, there's, like I said before, you know, those little signs add up, you know, mm-hmm. and even though it gets to the bigger signs and you're starting to realize there's still that little voice in the back of your head saying, no, that's mm-hmm. not how it really is mm-hmm. because of the shame or even yourself, you know, like getting down on yourself, you know, why would you let that happen to you? You're, mm-hmm. You were such a strong person before mm-hmm. and here you are and you did that. Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, just there's help out there for everybody. You it's know, mind games. So, yeah, it's mind, mind games. games. You can get yourself into a rut, a mental rut. Mm-hmm. And so you just you just got to know, you know, it. it's not you, you know, those signs you got to know what you're looking for to find it and then seek the help that y'all both need. Mm-hmm. And it's out there. It's out mm-hmm. there. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that one thing that um, people need to understand is that there is a way to get better. Right. If you will seek out the help that you deserve. Yes. The relationship that you deserve. And when someone is truly sorry for what they've done, then they will. Mm-hmm. get the help that they need. And if they don't, you need to get the help that you need to remain safe. Right. And the safety of your children because that your children are depending on you. Mm-hmm. And you need to protect them. And also another clear factor is if you're always making excuses for your partner, mm-hmm. like you were saying, um, well, he only does this because of this or yeah. He doesn't do it all the time, you know, he just every once in a while when he drinks or mm-hmm. when he, you know, gets really stressed out, you know, then then we fight and this happens. But it's not all the time. Yeah. It's not all the time. Well, those things build mm-hmm. and they get worse and worse and worse. So right. um, you need to understand that if you're making excuses for your partner, why are right. you making excuses for your partner? You need to. Think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Why am why am I making excuses for their behavior? Right. You take responsibility for your behavior 
and they need to take responsibility for their behavior. Exactly. You are not responsible for what someone else exactly. does. Exactly. You are yes. only responsible for what you do. Mm-hmm. And you're responsible for getting the help you need and the help for your children. Yes. That is your responsibility That's if you are a victim. We try that you know as parents are teaching our kids and grandkids right now like you're yes. you're in charge of you you know yes. you're responsible for what you did and you're not responsible for their behavior so we got to remember them you know That's we try right. to teach that real young and sometimes when mm-hmm. we get older we just you know have to be reminded <laughs> yes well we get into situations and life happens yes. and we all kinds of things come against us and we become like we said vulnerable yeah and um, we make bad choices sometimes but we can learn from them mm-hmm. we can learn from them um, some statistics about domestic violence is on average nearly 20 people per minute are victims of physical violence by an intimate partner in the United States during one year this equates to more than 10 million men and women One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. Mm. One in five women and one in seven men have experienced severe physical violence by an intimate partner in their lifetime. One in seven women and one in 18 men have experienced stalking, Mm -hmm. victimization during their lifetime in which they felt very fearful or believed that they had someone close to them that wanted to harm them or kill them. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 Phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. In domestic violence homicides, women are six times more likely to be killed when there is a gun in the house. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crime, and intimate partner violence is most common among women between the ages of 18 and 24. And these statistics have increased in 2020 due to the lockdown and the shelter in place, the loss of jobs, the um, economic stress, the stress of schools closing and children being at home and things just typically running out of the uh, ordinary and people being in a situation that we have never been in before. We have mm-hmm. never experienced a right. situation where we have pretty much lost our freedom to go yeah. anywhere we wanted to go and kids didn't go to school and you had to work from home and you couldn't go to the grocery store and if you did you and yes <laughs> and and um you know you were losing your job just yeah. overnight and so mm-hmm. it we've been in a very difficult situation a situation we have not been in before since the depression mm-hmm. and so this is a real situation people's homes are being people are being stuck in their homes and things are happening that wouldn't normally happen right because of the circumstances that mm-hmm. are brought at hand and so we most certainly this year need to help people get right. out of that it doesn't mean that there's not hope for you or hope for your relationship or hope for your family it means that with that hope comes a responsibility to get the help that you need. So the statistics for domestic violence in the United States has grown uh, just in the year 2020 because of the COVID-19. Uh, quickly, uh, just to go into this, um, are you in an abusive relationship? Here are some questions that you can ask yourself. Are you frightened at times by your partner's behavior? Are you afraid to disagree with your partner? You often apologize for your partner's behavior, especially when he or she has treated you badly, verbally degraded by your partner, 
Are you discouraged from seeing your friends and family because your partner's jealous? Afraid to break up with your partner because of threats to hurt you or themselves? That's a key thing. Um, or do you feel like you must justify things you do or don't do to avoid your partner's anger? Do you avoid family or social situations because you are afraid of how your partner will act? Um, have you been hit, shoved, thrown down, choked, grabbed, or had things thrown at you? Mm -hmm. um, or have you been forced to perform any sexual acts against your will? Mm -hmm. If your answer is yes to any of these questions, it is time to check your relationship. There are places you can go for help and support. Perhaps you are now out of the violent relationship but still dealing with the pain. You can still be helped from places like the Haven Family Shelter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you just walked out of a situation that was abusive or if you've been out of that relationship for 10 years. If you need healing and you need counseling and you need help, you can call and receive the help that you need. The Haven Family Shelter, 325-597-7644. The Haven Family Shelter, they can help you, lead you and guide you into a place where you can receive the hope and the healing that you need for you and for your family. You've got some events coming up. Yes, ma'am. Tell yes, me about those events that are coming up because, again, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We want to bring um, some just community awareness by some events that you're going to be having. One, a very large fundraiser that you have coming up in November. Right. That's our um, annual hunter's dinner, but this year it is... Um, the Hunter's Appreciation event because um, due to the COVID-19, we have made some changes to that. So we will not be serving a meal this year. There won't be, um, no, there won't be none of that. Mm -hmm. um, we moved the event to the Curtisfield Airport hangar. Um, that way we can open it up and we can, you know, we can do some social, social distancing. distancing. So, yes. um, and this year also, instead of Instead of our normal gator with trailer that we normally do, we actually have a 2020 Polaris ATV with a trailer that we wow. are raffling off this year. It's awesome. really nice if awesome. you want to see it. It's up at Yesway, parked right where our gator usually is. Um, we have 19 guns and one crossbow. Those are our two main raffles. I'm sure, you know, if you've been around Brady for a while, you know, you know what that is. And um, we are still going to be holding the event live um in person um we are still planning on our silent auctions our live auctions we're still planning on door prizes our men's and women's baskets that we normally do and we also are still doing the kids gator so oh, we'll okay. still yeah. have the kid thing and you know we're awesome. we're just making a few changes um we it still is um byob Okay. You know, and I think um, one fact that I'm not, that we're not 100% on is we are going to get with our local restaurants mm -hmm. and see if they would like to come out there. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're, you know, they'll have a charge for their food, but just that way there's something out there for people to buy. You know, we don't want to just leave them hanging with no food. Right. So, um that's really where we're at right now. Um, we, you can go to our website, the havenfamilyshelter.com and you can purchase tickets and you can also see the ATV and all the guns. Um, 
Texas Wildlife Supply and Yesway are selling raffle tickets for us for both mm-hmm. the ATV and the gun, so um, you can um, purchase them there. If you want to see the ATV, like I said, it's chained up up there at Yesway like mm-hmm. every year, and Texas Wildlife Supply has the guns. So if you'd like to see the guns in person, you can go up there and they can help you up there. So okay. And how much are the tickets? Um, the ATV tickets are 20 and okay. the gun tickets are 10 and right. you do not... You do not have to be present to win. Okay. So a lot of people like that because we have a lot of out-of-towners, and so you don't have to be present to win, you know, and all it takes is one ticket, and that could be That's yours. Right. That's so, right, and you're you, selling them online. Yes, so. online, in person. Um, you can check our Facebook page to see where we might be selling, uh, setting up ticket booths to okay. sell. Um, like I said, Texas Wildlife Supply and Yesway always have tickets, so you can buy them there in person anytime. Okay, so that's the ha- uh, the Hunters event. This is the Haven Family Shelter Hunters event. It's going to be November 21st at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Curtis Field Airport Hangar. You're going to have your raffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have your silent auction. Uh, you might have some food booths out there as well. It's right. still kind of growing and organizing. Yes. And, you know, things are up to change mm-hmm. daily with COVID-19. So in order to stay up with the changes that are, are coming up with this event and other events, uh, you can also visit knelradio.com. That's knelradio.com. Go to special events on the menu, and it will take you to events like this one, mm-hmm. and it will tell you whether or not it's on, what's going on with it, and updated information. Also, check out the havenfamilyshelter.com uh, website. That's mm-hmm. the havenfamilyshelter.com website. You'll see pictures of the guns mm-hmm. and also give you information which will be updated regularly on the raffle, the silent auction, and uh, whether or not it's going to be a live event right. or a an event online. And we just don't know because, like we said, things are changing daily. Right. But if you'll stay in touch, keep uh, looking online that will keep you updated right. on how things are changing and progressing until we get a little bit closer to November 21st. Also, you have an event coming up in October. Yes. And um, you're going to be doing that um, to promote domestic violence, yes. violence awareness for October. And um, that is going to be the Purple Unicorn Fundraiser. I'm sure um, there's a lot of people out there that have either heard of it or seen us out and about um, in the previous years, but. Um, of course, this year we're still gonna hold it. Um, we're gonna um, we we started taking nominations today, so mm-hmm. we're gonna take nominations um, throughout the week. And really, it's anybody. You know, if you know somebody out in the community that you'd like to see them do something silly, well, then you nominate them. And what <laughs> happens is we uh, we take nominations and then we put them together, and whoever has the most money raised by a certain date, usually it's the day before Halloween, um, they win. And so the winner, we dress them up and we make them look pretty and we parade them around town and hand out candy usually. usually. Wow, I want to win that <laughs> prize. I want to be paraded uh, around town oh, yeah, dressed in a costume. Oh, yeah, we've, we've had some really <laughs> awesome fun. people in the last How few fun. years. And, um, of course, this year, I don't think that we're going to be going around to businesses handing out candy just with Mm -hmm. everything we will have something special for them to do though so we'll think of something and um it's going to be great it's going to be fun so if you know of anybody that you would like to see be our 
2020 purple unicorn, <laughs> um, you can get on our Facebook page. Okay. Message us. I put a post on there today, so you can get on there and comment on my post. Mm-hmm. Or you can give us a call at 597-7644 and just give us a name. So... We're looking forward to hearing from y'all. All All right. So that's for the Purple Unicorn contest. That's going to be looking at the Haven Family Shelter Facebook page. That's the Haven Family Shelter Facebook page. Is it also on your website as well? No. It's easier to kind of keep up with, like, up-to-date live, like, as it comes through our Facebook page and calling us. So if you're not on social media and you want more information about the Purple Unicorn event, then you can give them a call at 597-7644. They'll be glad to give you the information about the event. Nominate your favorite person that you would like to be seen in a purple unicorn <laughs> uniform it's been and great. it's been, uh, so it's been fun. fun i'm sure that it will be fun and i'm so excited that you're going to continue this event yes. again this year i was a little concerned with covid19 whether or not you were going to be able to do it but you're doing it yes. it's amazing all of these things that you do the hunters event all of these things are ways that the haven family shelter raises money mm-hmm. this is a an event that raises money for the shelter. The shelter could not operate without fundraisers and without donations to be able to do so. So if you have a heart to help for this cause, you can donate. Mm -hmm. You don't have to attend one of these events. If you can't attend or you don't want to buy a raffle tickle because you don't need a gun or you you don't need anything uh, else like the silent auction items, but you want to just give a donation, Mm -hmm. they will take a donation from you to help further the cause of bringing awareness to things like domestic violence awareness, which is intimate partner violence, also uh, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. also uh, teen uh, dating violence, all of these things that come under the umbrella of the Haven Family Shelter, bringing awareness, bringing community mindedness to helping bring a stop, especially in our area, to homes and to families that are affected by violence and are in situations where we as a community can step out and make a difference. You could be the voice for someone that doesn't have a voice. Right. Some people have lost their life Mm-hmm. to domestic violence and so they no longer have a voice right but you have a voice yes ma'am so i want mm-hmm. to say step up stand up use your voice speak against it call and get information participate in these events donate to the cause you won't regret it so many people are helped so many families so many children are saved in situations like this when you give to this organization to help people become better to give them hope and to give them a healthy family. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you. For being with me today. <laughs> Domestic Violence Awareness Month, October. We'll have more information on the Hunters event coming up on November 21st. That's going to be 6 p.m. at the Curtis Field Airport Hangar. Also, the Purple Unicorn contest that's going on. Check out the Haven Family Shelter Facebook page. It'll give you more information on that. Or you can always call and get more information about either of these events at 597-7644. We also want to remind you that if you are in need or you know someone that is in need that has been in a domestic violence or an intimate partner violence relationship, we want you to call 325-597-7644. It's completely confidential. They can help you. They can lead you and guide you into some things that you can do to make it better, or what you can do if you know someone, how you can handle that situation. Also, if you want to call the 1-800 number, that's 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. 
Let's take a stand. Let's be the voice to stop domestic violence in our community. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Candy Hill 95.3 FM and CandyHillRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.